Hi, this is Randall Kleiser. I'm the director of Grease, The Blue Lagoon, White Fang, and Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And it's my party. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Here we go again. It's time for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 606 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have the director of Flight of the Navigator, The Blue Lagoon, Grease, and so many other films, Randall Kleiser is going to be joining us here. He's going to be at the California Independent Film Festival on November 14th. That's a Monday. And he's going to be there for a sing-along with Grease. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, so uh, be sure to get ready for that. And if you're in that area, be sure to go check it out. You can talk with Randall and everybody that's there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. The California Independent Film Festival is always a great time, so be sure to check it out if you are in that area, because it is just, it's just amazing what they do. And uh, be sure to uh, check out Randall and sing along with Grease. That's right. All right, we got a great show coming your way. As I said, Randall Kleiser is going to be coming up, director of so many great films that we all grew up with and everybody loves, and uh, we hope you'll listen to that in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But uh, we hope you like us on Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter and all those social media things. And we hope you uh, be sure to tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to download all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond. That helps us out a lot. And listen to them and uh, have a good time hearing all these people who you grew up with or uh, are in new movies and new shows that you're uh, you know, are watching right now. So anyways, let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Remake Madness. Well, Lewis Pullman, the star of the new Salem's Lot remake, says it will do justice to the book. Hope so. And the remake of Red Sonja, the 1985 film with Bridget Nielsen, uh, has been in the works for quite a while and is now actually in production. And a remake or new interpretation, they're calling it, of A Christmas Carol with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds comes to Apple TV Plus on November 18th, but it will be in theaters on November 11th, and it's called Spirited. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a look at what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Liam Neeson has a new film out called, or coming out, I should say, called Retribution. It's in the works right now. And he plays a businessman in a race against time to save his family. Well, that that's... Uh... Something different for Liam, I guess. <laughs> Gal Gadot's new film, Heart of Stone, will be a spy thriller with Jamie Dornan, and it will be on Netflix. And Julianna Moore, John Lithgow, and Sebastian Stan will star in a film called Sharper. And its release date is February 10th in limited theaters, and on February 17th, it's on Apple TV+. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Sequels. Sequels. <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Sequels. It looks like Scream 6 now has a new release date in theaters. You can look for it on March 10th, 2023. They've moved it up. Disenchanted, the long-awaited sequel to Enchanted from Disney, will arrive on Disney Plus on November 24th. And the CEO of Warner Brothers wants to make more Harry Potter movies if J.K. Rowling is on board. That's it for sequels. Coming up next at On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like uh, Westworld, the complete fourth season, comes to DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K on November 29th. And The Flight Attendant, the complete seasons one and season two, flies on to DVD on November 29th. And you can also look for November 29th to uh, bring you Riverdale season six. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's time to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, it looks like The Remains of the Day with Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson debuts on 4K Ultra HD on February 21st, 2023, and it's in a 30th anniversary edition. November 15th, you can look for Jeepers Creepers Reborn as it jumps onto Blu-ray and DVD. And on November 29th, Don't Worry Darling with Harry Styles and Chris Pine arrives on DVD and Blu-ray and 4K. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. Well, in a big surprise, HBO has canceled Westworld. And Peacock will have a TV series adaptation of the book and film Day of the Jackal. And look for Netflix. Uh, They've renewed The Sandman for season two. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have a great guest joining us here. Randall Kleiser, the director of Grease, because Grease is the word, is joining us. He also did Flight of the Navigator and The Blue Lagoon and so many other films, The Gathering with Ed Asner. And uh, he's going to be talking about a lot of that stuff right here on On Screen and Beyond. He's going to be at the California Independent Film Festival on Monday, November 14th, live in person for a sing-along of Grease. All right, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And if you're in that area, be sure to go and, you know, get your tickets and get down there and uh, have a great time. You can talk with Randall and there's going to be a lot of other people there. And uh, also uh, 
Duty's going to be there from Greece. So, uh, you know, hey, and, and of course, he's been a guest on On Screen and Beyond in the past. You can go listen to that episode if you want and uh, hear what he has to say about it. And uh, that's it. We got to get right into it. It's time for Randall Kleiser right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest this week on On Screen and Beyond is a director who was nominated for an Emmy for his work on the 1977 TV movie The Gathering with Ed Asner and Maureen Stapleton. He is known worldwide for directing the monster hit movie Grease, as well as for The Flight of the Navigator, The Blue Lagoon, White Fang, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and so many others. And on Monday, November 14th, he will be at the California Independent Film Festival, along with Barry Pearl, who played Duty uh, in Greece. And they'll be having a sing-along with the showing of the film at 7 p.m. at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. He will also be being honored with a Golden Slate Award for his catalog of work. It's Randall Kleiser. Randall, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you very much. I didn't realize I was getting an award, too. I thought I was just showing up for the sing-along. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I hope I'm not breaking any surprises for you. <laughs> well, Randall, it's just such a great pleasure to have you on here. Do you realize how much pleasure you have given people over the years with the films that you've made? I mean, it's just astounding. Well, you know, the amazing thing is when we have all these people come up and talk to me about Greece, because that's the one that most people have seen right. all over the world, anywhere I go, and it's all ages, from little kids to grandmas, and that's just so astounding to see that reaction. And uh, the fact that even, you know, some people have come up to me and said that they had cancer and that they watch Greece every day, and it brought brought them uh, some relief from their from their problems. Uh other people have said similar things. So, yeah, it's great to be part of something that's given so much pleasure to so many people. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's, 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 it's just, and, and, you know, we talk, you talk about Greece, but, I mean, growing up as a kid, so many people loved Flight of the Navigator. And, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that was, and, and they're remaking that, am I correct? I understand they are. You know, they've said that for many years. There's been many attempts to remake it, but maybe this time it'll happen. You know, I, we did a um, documentary. I was executive producer of a documentary called Life After the Navigator that I believe is out somewhere. You can find it, but maybe on Amazon. But it, it's the story of the boy who played the role of David Freeman in the movie, who later, after doing the movie, uh, fell into drugs. Ooh. And the only way he could get off them is uh, there was a, a program at a local prison that he that was free. <laughs> so he robbed a bank so he could get into prison and get off drugs, which he did. Wow. That's... And we have the story of that on Life After the Navigator. So if you if you have a chance to check that out, it's, it's kind of an interesting movie, uh, kind of uplifting, because now he's back out and he's he's in his 40s and he's acting again and it's a wonderful story wow i mean that just seems like a, a roundabout way of going getting treatment you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well apparently that was the only thing he could do he's up in canada and there were no other programs and he didn't have any money and so he that was, was the solution he came up with wow huh well that, 
at least he's doing good. That's that's always a good ending. True. Yeah. yeah. Now, your roots, if I'm correct, were not in film directing. It was TV shows, right? You started out with TV shows like Marcus Welby and uh, Starsky yeah. Hutch. Yes. Then I did TV movies like The Boy in the Plastic Bubble and uh, yes. The Gathering and Dawn Portrait of a Teenage Runaway. You know, that that was, I worked my way up from episodic to TV movies and then to, into features. And now I'm doing kind of more uh, new media, like virtual reality and um, augmented reality, which is so fascinating. Really? Wow. Can, can you tell us a little about what that involves? Well, um, anybody who has a headset, a VR headset, can mm -hmm. go to um, defrostvr.com and can download uh, this 12-part series. Well, the episodes are only five minutes long, but there's 12 of them. That tells the story of a woman who was frozen uh, because she had a stroke. And then 30 years later, they wake her up and she meets her family who have all changed. And, and by wearing the headset, you become the character. You become this woman who's woken up and all the people are coming up to you and talking to you. And the amazing thing about VR is that when you, when an actor looks at into the camera in a movie, it looks like an actor. But when they do it in VR, it really looks like in 3D, with where you can see all around, like a real person. And so it's quite striking when you're surrounded by all these people looking at you and you feel so paranoid as they all talk to you because you don't know who they are. Huh. And now, without getting all technical, because I, I don't understand this, but <laughs> but if you're the character and there's no script to follow, you're just going to say things. Does do they react well, to what you say, or how does that work? No, because because the woman has had a stroke; she can't speak. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was the trick. Because of course we couldn't have you uh, talk, you know. So I had to come up with this plot line that would allow. The, the people, the actors to speak to you, but you can't speak to them. Huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. It's a, anybody who has a headset should try it out because it's really a, a unique experience. And we have lots of sci-fi people in it. We have uh, Veronica Cartwright from Aliens and Flight of the Navigator. And we have Bruce Davison from X-Men and Carl Weathers from Predator and Harry Hamlin from Clash of the Titans. It's an all-star cast. And um, it's lots of fun. Wow. DeFrostVR.com, yeah. Huh. I, I mean, you're, you're cutting edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, now, now, with this VR stuff that you're doing, what do you see for the future beyond that? Well, the problem at the moment is that not many people have the headset, so they can't watch it because they're kind of clunky and expensive. But I feel that very soon there will be glasses that are very light, like the kind that you would wear, you know, sunglasses, that will have the VR um, capability in them and they won't be so hard to wear. And, uh, you know, you'll be able to see through them if you tap once and then you tap it again and you have augmented reality, you tap it again and you're in virtual reality. That's what I predict will be happening in the future. Hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, in, in 10 years or maybe even five years, who knows, there'll be something totally different where, you know, you just can't see the future. <laughs> I know. You know, it's funny when when you look back at movies made 
during this period, every single person has this little square in their hands, this little iPhone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see in 10 years what everyone will have because it'll be something different. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get involved with Greece? How, you know, how did that come about? I had done a movie with John Travolta called Boy in the Plastic Bubble, and we got along really well. And when he was signed to a three-picture deal at Paramount, he requested me as a director. So he actually cast me rather than me casting him. Wow. Did you know that this was going to be a huge movie? Um, We did not know because we thought it would be good for one summer, like a summer summer, movie. we thought it'd be good for a summer movie for the for teenagers. We never thought it would go on and on and on for 40, 44 years now, um, all over the world. So yeah, uh, we and the studio really thought that maybe one of their other movies would be the big hit of the summer. Uh, they had uh, Heaven Can Wait with Warren Beatty and, and Going South with Jack Nicholson, and those were the movies they thought might take off. <clears throat> so it was a big surprise to them when when Greece took off. Now, with a movie like Grease, they turn around and they have the, um, the they make a sequel after the fact. If they had a hit, why didn't they bring back the same director for one thing? <laughs> to, to you know, I mean, you don't change the, the 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 format. Why would they not do that? Well, I was very interested in doing the blue lagoon and that was my movie that i i found the book and i i had the script written and and really wanted to do that even before greece so when once greece was finished i was off doing the blue lagoon and uh john and olivia i guess had other projects or they they weren't uh, uh available so that's what happened ah uh, okay yeah and now with Greece, are there things that you can remember about that that we don't know, you know, behind the scenes things that uh, happened, uh, you know, bloopers or anything like that that you can tell us about? Well, um, I have a book out called Greece, the Director's Notebook, which has everything in it. Uh, (laughs) It has my script with all my notes and the things that we didn't shoot, you know, there's there's a lot of dialogue that we took out. It's interesting to see where we switched things around. Like, for instance, in um, when Olivia comes out and says, tell me about it, stud, that was actually a long exchange, you know, several lines of dialogue, and we took all of them out and just put that one word in, uh, one phrase in that, that Olivia came up with. Uh, she rephrased it. I think it was the original thing was, how are you hanging, stud? And, and then John would say, uh, wow, you've really changed. And, and there's all this dialogue. And, and Olivia said, why don't we just say, tell me about it, stud? And so we did, and that, that's become kind of like an iconic line. <clears throat> um, you know, other things that, that happened on the set were uh, really fun stuff. I mean, we, we improvised an awful lot of things, you know. Like, for instance, when we did You're the One That I Want, um, we came, showed up that day on the set at the uh, carnival scene, and um, we didn't really know what we were going to do. We, Pat Birch is a wonderful choreographer from the original uh, Broadway hit, and um, so we wa- arrived and looked around and said, where can we shoot this thing? And we saw the Shake Shack, and Pat and I walked through it and said, well, what if they came through here and walked out and came out the other side? 
well, okay. So she started choreographing it that day. And it was all done in one day without any prep. And it turned out to be such an uh, amazing sequence. You know, I, I, I did a, a little thing for Vanity Fair that's on YouTube, I believe, that explains how we shot that whole scene. So that's something to catch up catch. Wow. Now, working with uh, John Travolta, you said you worked with him earlier. Um, had you worked with Olivia Newton-John also, or was was that your first time? No, Olivia, I, I had met at a party at Helen Reddy's house where she was a guest, and Alan Carr was there and spotted her and thought she'd be perfect for Greece. And uh, John and I had to convince her uh, to do it because she had done a flop movie before that um, and was nervous about messing up her singing career by being in another flop movie. So we had to convince her it wasn't going to be a flop. So how was it working with them? Did everything go smoothly with them? <clears throat> they were great together. The chemistry was instant and uh, continued on through. And uh, just a couple years ago, we went down to Florida, John and Olivia and me, and um, the T-Birds, Duty, uh, played by Barry Pearl and, and uh, Putsy played by Kelly Ward and Sonny played by Michael Tucci. And we all went down there and went to three cities and had a sing-along. And um, then John and Olivia showed up at the end and we all sang We Go Together with the audience. It was spectacular because John and Olivia dressed in the costumes of their the original movie and they fit. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Olivia was just wonderful. You know, she was uh, so sad that we've lost her, but, but yes. we were planning that they were, the audience was so nuts over this whole thing along with John and Olivia that we planned to do a whole big European tour of that, which would have been spectacular, but mm. we lost Olivia and, and so that won't happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so sad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, uh, you mentioned a sing-along at the California Independent Film Festival on Monday, I believe it is, Monday, November 14th. You will be doing a sing-along there. Uh, Now, now, do you actually get out there and sing, too, or are you you not a singer? Are you a singer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, no, I don't actually – well, I I guess I sometimes do. But you know what? Barry Pearl is going to be there, the guy who played Duty. Yes. And he's uh, more of a singer than I am. But but we will be there afterwards to talk to the uh, audience and uh, answer any questions they've got. And, uh, you know, uh, probably maybe be there at the beginning to rev up the audience. I'm not sure how they're planning it. But uh, it's pretty fun. We have uh, in the sing-along print, you have the... um, lyrics underneath so you can really ah. do it right so yeah although most people seem to know these lyrics by now it's true you know it's funny how that works out i mean it, you know it's one of those movies that every song everybody knows them <laughs> it just yeah yeah and some of them are a little more raunchy than than people remember yes <laughs> especially great lightning yeah <laughs> 
yeah. I went to uh, the American Film Institute a few years ago, and all the film students were there. And I, I asked them if they had seen Greece as a kid, and they all raised their hands. And I said, now, after you've seen it tonight, did you see anything different? And all the hands went up because they, they had spotted all the uh, raunchy little stuff that we stuck in there. Yeah. Now, w w was that on purpose uh, or did the, the, the songwriter do it that way or what, how did that work? Well, yes, the whole movie was supposed to be, you know, to, to, to be, have things in there for adults and for children. And the things for the children goes over their heads and the adults kind of laugh at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, well, okay, after Greece, you went on to, like I say, Flight of the Navigator and all the others. Uh, but Flight of the Navigator was, uh, like I said earlier, a, a film that every kid growing up in the 80s, uh, that's one of the movies they remember. And uh, how was it working on that? Was a lot of, I presume a lot of special effects, obviously. Yes. Well, my brother, Jeff, uh, was, was a visual effects supervisor and was one of the first people to, to do computer graphics. He worked on the original Tron. And um, so we, we wanted to find a way to make the spaceship look different from all the movies that were coming out at the time, you know. Uh, and so we came up with this idea of a spaceship that changed shape and, uh, and it reflected the environment like it was like a mirrored spaceship. So those were things that we had developed uh, just for that movie. And then later, they, those techniques were used for Movies like Terminator 2 with the, with the guy you could see like had a mirrored surface and everything. But my brother came up with the uh, technology to start that, and it was, it was the first time that had been used. And, you know, when you watch the movie today, it, it's the, the special effects kind of hold up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, if, if they do make it again, I, I, I wish they would have you do it because, you know... <laughs> Well, they're going to have Bryce Dallas Howard at the moment, and she's wonderful. I, she's directed some Mandalorian episodes, which I saw, which were wonderful. Mm. So I, I, I'm sure it's in good hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned The Mandalorian. It's a good show, and uh, I enjoy that. But uh, I want uh, that's actually a question I have for you. We're going to finish up with a uh, final question that takes us away from your VR work, which people should definitely you know check out that. And also uh, your movies, Grease, and, and all the other things. And now your appearance coming up on November 14th at the California Independent Film Festival in Rinda, California. And that's going to be a lot of fun. People should get tickets and go to that. But, uh, Randall, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Um, well, I'll tell you, I... My favorite movie of all time is The Ten Commandments because I saw it when I was 10 and really, really loved it. Um, it made me want to become a director. When I saw the opening of the Red Sea, I thought, wow, I want to, I want to do special effects like that. <clears throat> and I just saw last night, I saw Wakanda Forever, which uh, really holds up wonderfully. It's, uh, and they, the, uh, it's very moving, too. It's, uh, oh. you know. Yeah. So I, I thought that was fun. And then... Um, other movies that I've seen lately, there's one called Senior, which is by Robert Downey Jr., and it's about his father, Robert Downey Sr., and it's kind of a documentary. That's also quite moving, because hmm. his father died um, just at the end of the... It's a story of the father and son coming together just as he's, as he's passing on, and wonderful documentary, so I'd, I'd recommend that one. Yeah. Yeah, well... 
Randall, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, people, like I say, should definitely check you out on Monday, November 14th at the California Independent Film Festival, where you'll be there for a sing-along, a showing of Grease, and a whole lot of other fun things, and they can ask you questions and everything. And uh, I, I, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. Thank you, Brian. What was fun. Hey, Grease is the word, and you just got the word from the director of Grease and, of course, Flight of the Navigator and so many other films. And we want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And be sure to meet him. You can meet him if you're in the California Bay Area at the Rinda Theater at the California Independent Film Festival. Now, it's just a, a, a great film festival. And uh, it's just, you know, going to be so much fun. And he will be there. Randall will be there for a sing-along of Greece on Monday, November 14th. So you don't want to miss that. If you're in that area, be sure to check it out. It's always a lot of fun there at the California Independent Film Festival. And it's going to be, uh, you know, just everybody's going to be singing along. It's going to be a lot of fun. So be sure to check it out. And we have another guest coming our way very quickly. Seems like every time, well, it is, every time the California Independent Film Festival comes our way that we get a chance to interview a lot of different people. So we have another guest. Instead of our regular, you know, weekend edition of On Screen and Beyond coming your way, uh, we're going to move it up to probably, I'm guessing, a Tuesday night or Wednesday. We'll have another episode up for you. And it's going to be a classic. It is a, a, a just somebody that you want to listen to because they have worked with everybody in the business. Now, uh, of course, uh, there's always a possibility something could come up and we don't get it. But, uh, you know, as far as we know, it is on. And uh, we will be getting that out ahead of time for you from our usual schedules. Okay. So uh, the next week's episode of On Screen to Be On is going to be coming your way uh, a few days earlier, so be sure to get ready for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you have a suggestion, you can send it to me for a guest at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, or if you just want to turn around, uh, you know, tell me something. You can do that, too, because uh, that's a way to connect with me. Also, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're on all those things. And we hope you'll uh, like us and, and, and uh, turn around, tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond, listen, download uh, all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond. You can hear all the great people that we have had over the years. Uh, this is uh, 16 years we've been doing this and bringing you amazing guests, uh, people from uh, our childhood or even before you, before your childhood too. Uh, but uh, shows you know, uh, Gilligan's Island people, and we've also had uh, Beverly Hillbillies people, you know, so people from the past, movies from the past, music from the past. And we've got some uh, great guests continuing to come your way right here from On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you'll keep listening. Tell a friend and get the word out and download and uh, listen to all those things for us. And we appreciate it very much. If you can, we would appreciate a, uh, you know, a, a like, a review, whatever, on Apple Podcasts or any of those, Spotify. We're on uh, Amazon. We're on Alexa. You can just tell Alexa to turn around and uh, play On Screen and Beyond, and uh, she'll do it. And uh, we just got so many ways that you can listen to On Screen and Beyond so easily. That's right. So uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>